1: time the 49ers rush podcast
0: and here's your host john chapman
2: what is going on faithful it is absolutely incredible to be with you guys starting the week off right monday hopefully everybody had a good mother's day uh all great things we're here episode 851 whoo we just keep piling those numbers which is awesome we got a fun episode you know the friday before um you know the weekend they kind of did you know they, they snuck in the Steve Wilkes press conference and so it didn't get a lot of play, but we got you, we got you. Um, you know I did Mother's Day was yesterday was incredible. Uh, shout out to Miss Chapman and you know she she's the best mom ever. She's awesome. We we had a really good time. But um, I I was so anxious about this episode. I was like, man, I'd do it Saturday. I could do it Sunday early. And I was like, no, no, no. Let, let's wait. Let, let's allow everybody to do their thing. Let's do this Monday. And the whole thing was. You know, we have been speculating for a long time exactly what this 2023 49ers defense is going to look like. It's got to have some changes. Well, we found out what some of those changes are. So that's going to kind of be the, you know, main portion of today's episode. But a lot of questions coming in that I wanted to get to that I thought were interesting topics. Love all the hashtag CCs. What's up, bro? Train wreck. I love this. Uh, this is awesome. This is great. Um, I am flying solo. So tag me in your questions. I'm going to star those and then get to those at the end of the episode. Kind of like what we have been doing. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, I, I like that. Look at Shajay He says, collectively, it will be more proactive instead of just reacting to everything. Yeah. I don't think that we're a very good reaction podcast. That's not really what we do. Uh, sometimes the reaction right after the games fun, especially whenever we're there. Um, But, yeah, Jack right here, he's one of the people that have been calling for this. Uh, What's up, Jack? Always good to see you, brother. Um, I love this. Big Papa. We got Sin. We got a lot of fun people in here. So uh, Oscar, Niner Joe, man, this is awesome. But, again, we've been speculating. Now we're going to hear from the Chief himself because the reason why this is so different, Steve Wilkes has not been in the building. You went from Robert Sala, who literally coached up D'Amico Ryan, and it was just it was a handing of the baton. Uh, the players knew him, the coaches knew him, the team knew him, he knew them, he knew the scheme, he knew all those things. This is a new outsider um coming on in and joining the, the task, and things are going to change because the one knock that you could have on the 49ers coaching staff since Shanahan and John Lynch arrived was experience. They went with youth energy and excitement over experience well this kind of turns a little bit and now you're going after one of the most seasoned you know play callers in the nfl and that's steve wilkes head coaching experience amazing human being coached everywhere uh you know if you want to you can go back and you can just type in 49ers uh rush steve wilkes we we did a whole episode Just on his coaching background, I think it was like a 45 minute Steve Wilkes only episode and none of those things have changed. So if you want to go back and look at that, you type that in on YouTube or you can just scroll down if you're on the audio feed. Uh, Oscar, he says a happy belated Mother's Day to Miss JC. Man, I appreciate that. Uh, I think we had a good time together. We really, really did Uh, playing some beanbag toss. I got destroyed, man. I lost beanbag toss to my wife and my son It's just not cool. Uh, It was a rough day for the Chapman uh, Pride Fest, but that's okay. That's okay. Now, let's do this. Um, Let's do this. I want to shout out to Coach Cruz. He's in the chat. He's the best there is. Uh, he, He... constantly helping me refocus and just bring new ideas what's up Kim uh glad that you're here brother Mike man we got a good crowd this morning what's up Matt <laughs> sorry man we got busy I got to reach out to you today uh so stay tuned for that one. we got to talk but you know coach Cruz we were talking this morning and just kind of planning stuff out for this 90-man roster thing that we got coming super excited about that but he says man it you know I was on. We did a joint podcast with Wayne Breezy, the best there is. And he was going over the rookie numbers. And that got Coach Cruz thinking, man, why don't you do a best number ever segment just like to kind of start and end the episodes and just kind of nostalgia and all those things. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to start that. And so, what better way to do that? We got to start with number one. Uh, hopefully, if dumb Chapman can remember this in his show notes all the time. I'd like to do one number to start the episode and one number to kind of curtail the end of the episode, just to constantly have this focus on the here and now, but also you got to look back to to know where you're going. You got to know where you came from. I I really do believe that nostalgia is so important to me, Uh, literally devoted half my life to teaching history and lessons and all these different things. So the best number one jersey wearer ever for the 49ers. Now, I do have to uh, let you know, not a lot of number ones. (laughs) Um, In fact, we only have six players who have ever wore number one, five of which have played in a game. Sean Port and Dexter, who was, you know, always on the practice squad, whatever else, never even played in the game or appeared in a game. Um, So now we're down to five. So here are the... The players, uh, Nolan Smith back in 1969, you have Gary Anderson, which I, I, I don't know how for a little while forgot Gary Anderson played with the Niners for one year, 1997, uh, Jose Cortez, 2005, you've got Troy Smith. You remember Troy Smith days, uh, 2010, and then Jimmy Ward. Now it's only the time that he wore number one. He had the number change, right? So it's just 2021 in 2022. Um, So I put this out on Twitter just right before the show. Like it's got like 150 votes, not that many votes. Um, But you know, I only gave three names because only three of these guys really played. Nolan Smith, Sean point Dexter, Jose Cortez did not really contribute in any wayful manner whatsoever. Uh, Troy Smith came in third with 3% of the vote. Gary Anderson was six and a whopping 90.4% goes to Jimmy Ward who played two years And was awesome those two years. And so, yeah, Mm. Jimmy Ward, baby, coming in, number one. Now, I am curious, will Jimmy Ward get another number? Dude was with us for nine years. I wanted him to be a 10-year player for the Niners so bad. Who knows? Possibly in the future he could come back for maybe a one-year farewell tour. Um, But, yeah, curious. Throw this up in the chat. Who's the best number one? Is it Jimmy Ward? Troy Smith, Gary Anderson, um, you kicking specialists out there, which seem to have (laughs) arisen with the Jake Moody pick. Who is the best number one uh, player all time? I am curious. For the 49ers only, I don't care about the other ones. Um, Just not important. Just not important to me. Um, So, man, I'm loving the chat. It is engaging, uh, considerably. And right here, Mike says, I love the 90 man roster. It's actually 91 this year again, because Alfredo Gutierrez, um, is still on this roster. And so he, the 49ers get that roster exemption, part of the international, you know, um, what, what they're bringing in. He doesn't count. He, he just, he does not count. And look at this, David, um, John, does Alfredo Gutierrez have a shot? He's just so massive. So I'll say this, spoiler alert, let me open this up because I want to make sure I'm correct on this. Um, I've, I've got way too many windows open. Are you ready for this? I'm just going to be honest. I've got him ranked 91 out of 91. Um, I, I don't see it. If, if there was a chance, I just don't see it. Him being on this roster during training camp is the victory in and of itself. You have to always manage expectations and when it comes to Alfredo Gutierrez, who came out of Mexico, right, and is on this roster, like, this is a huge pathway for future. That's his role. I, they don't let him play very much in preseason. You know what I mean? Whenever you had the Mexico City game and you were up 35 to whatever, they didn't let him play then either. Shanahan's not big on those things. So him being a part of this team is huge, perhaps as a coach or an exec, or whatever, just building those relationships with the relationships he's got back home. That's what this program's about, and I think it's achieved that. Um, do I think he has a chance to make this fifty-three man roster? I do not. Um, if he did, I would be pumped. I, I would be so excited. But um, yeah, I just don't think it is. Look at more butts. He says John Chapman's number one. There we go. My jersey numbers were fifty-four and forty. Um, so you know, Fred Warner would approve. William Floyd. I think would uh, (laughs) approve, which I'd be like, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, All right, here we go. Let's get to the next thing. I got some questions that I want to get to, and I I want to, let's do this. Let's start our Steve Wilkes conversation, okay? So let's let's channel, and again, if you guys got a comment or a question that you want me to get to that might be off topic, um, please tag me in the chat, put at John. Um, and then your question so I can see it. I'm flying solo, so I've got all my notes. I've got my videos. I've got all this stuff set up. So just kind of help me pay attention to those. The chat's on fire. I'm loving it. We got a good crowd here already. Buckle in, baby. It's defensive scheme time. The first question comes from Brian White, who's the freaking man. Love this dude. He says, do you think Wilkes will stay cover three, cover four, or will he switch it up? And he goes into, you know, blitzing. He talks a little bit about disguising coverages and all that kind of stuff. And I want to constantly ping pong this conversation off of Steve Wilkes. Um, to allow his words to speak for himself. We break those words down and try to relay what that's going to look like. My favorite part, this is a 30-second clip from the interview with Steve Wilkes. It, this is my favorite part of this whole entire interview because there's a little phrase in here that I just want to like exegete, draw out, do everything. Like, here we go. Steve Wilkes, what have the 49ers done well? And what do you want to change?
1: I think you have to embrace uh, the success that they've had here. Uh, I think it's a foundation that uh, we all agree we wanted to keep. Uh, and I think there's an opportunity as we go through the process, which we already have, is to try to tweak things a little bit. You know, I still think there's room for improvement. If you talk to the players, they would tell you the same. So uh, when, when it's not broke, you don't really want to try to fix it. And, and once again, uh, we've had a lot of success around here, and we just want to continue to build.
2: I, I freaking love this. Embrace, but tweak. Embrace, but tweak. No fire cell systematic changes, but tweak it. But tweak it. You got to change some things. Like, you brought me into coach, right? If I'm Steve Wilkes, you brought me here. And... Again, the reason why we didn't give Fig Fangio was because we didn't want his system. We wanted continuity with the past. But, yeah, you still got a coach. You still got a coach. We saw differences between D'Amico and Sala, right? I would argue Sala was not as adjustable, right? He was not as flexible, and he was much more predictable. D'Amico... Man, he, he just let those players play in a very simplified, simple, simple, simple thing. Small adjustments, but turned his freak players into freaks, right? Talanoa, Fred Warder, D. Ford. Like, he just let them be who they are. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry over 27 and a half points. Draymond Green, will he make one 3-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Now, what's Steve Wilkes going to do? What is this quote-unquote tweak? Um, I'm with you, Niner Joe. said, love the Steve Wilkes hire. I, I mean, it just it brings one of the few things we have not had, um, and that is experience. Again, we talk about these adjustments. This is not his first rodeo. That's not what it's going to be at all. And so the question goes back to what Brian said. More zone, more man. What are we going to do? Now here we go back to good old Steve Steve Dub, more man or zone because he's done some pretty heavy man defenses in his time in Carolina. What are we gonna see here?
1: I, I think you have to explore and experience uh, experiment with everything. You know, uh, my background is diverse in, in zone as well as man, and I think it can change each week based off your opponent and who you play.ing Do I feel like we have the skill set? Uh, to play more, man, yes. You know, at times, do I want to be a little bit more aggressive with the talent and athleticism that we have at linebacker? Yes.
2: Hey, I love the term aggressive. Like, there's certain – okay, like, I'm going to be really, really – I've been a part of coaching changes. I've been a part of coordinator changes. I've been a coach coordinator brought in. I've been a part of those things. There's just certain things that defensive coordinators are going to say no matter the scheme, no matter the team, aggressive, blitz, all gas no brakes right like gtfo like whatever you want to call it like whatever like there's just a mentality you know i dropped my son off at practice this morning uh football practice and it's just like there's mentality amongst players amongst coaches defensive or offensive guys some guys permeate and can do both right but it's not very common there's attitudes and things, aggressiveness is just what it is. You go back to Sala, and it was just NASCAR, get after it, all gas, no breaks, whatever else. You go to D'Amico, it is get after the passer, turnovers, aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. Our blitz rate, one of the fewest in the NFL. Now, a lot of that has to do with Nick Bosa, uh, with Chris Kuceric, and how great this defensive line is. And yeah, look at Matthew right here. Reinvention of the will isn't necessary with us. Wilkes is in heaven with this squad. I agree. Uh, much better team than he has, you know, been around recently, no doubt about it. Um, look at Big Papa it says thoroughly enjoyed the Wilkes interview. I just hope he stays for a long time. I think he will. Uh we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Gregus says Wilkes uh, won't be here for more than a couple years. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to jump to this conclusion yet. Wilks is gonna be here for a minute. Okay, guys? I I just think that's the case. Uh, The jumping around, that's difficult. Now, if we're talking comp picks, which I didn't really want to have this conversation, but it does imply Niners are better at it than anybody. Um, He would have to be here for two years if he got hired as a head coach elsewhere for us to receive a comp pick for him. Um, So, yeah, two years, that's got to be kind of the minimum. I think he'd be here longer than that. Personally, that's just my take unless we just have, you know, championship number one defense, back-to-back years, something like that, Um, then perhaps. But, again, I I think he's going to be here a while. He even talked about it, uh, you know, being where your feet are, which I'm so big at. Again, I've been around coaches that were puddle jumpers, literally took a job because they wanted it on their resume and then they were going to jump elsewhere. And sad thing is those types of coaches usually get promoted faster and reach whatever it is because you build your network better. But that is a pretty shitty way to live a life and to impact the kids or the players or the teams that trusted you. And so if you're always looking out the side, you know, what else is available? And it's so easy to see from a coaching standpoint, from a player standpoint. like, you know, those guys you are not going to be here. And so I do not get that whatsoever from Wilkes in here. I wasn't planning on playing this now, but I do think it's important. This is not even just for the 49ers, not even for Steve Wilkes or defensive continuity. This right here, I'm just going to be really, really honest. This is life. And I, I just think that this is just such a beautiful principle to adhere to regardless of your profession or where you are.
1: I tell you, and, and this is not a, just an a answer to throw you off or anything like that, but I believe in being where your feet are. Be where your feet are and take care of what's in front of you. I started out at Johnson C. Smith University Division Two school, small school right there in Charlotte, North Carolina. I didn't think about where I would be. I had dreams of it, but I've always just, you know, tried to win the day. And uh, that's why I'm right now. I'm not even looking beyond, you know, OTAs. So I just want to make sure this defense is the best it can be. And uh, we're going to continue to build this thing in later.
2: You know, I I think contentment, right? Being content with where you are. Now, if you're not content and you don't like the way that your life, your work, your family, whatever those things are, you got to fight and scratch and claw to get it where you want it. But then once you're there, Man, enjoyment is so huge, right? Like that's just man. Love where you are. If you don't love where you are, find somewhere where you will. But then be content. Ambition's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, gosh, one of my least favorite traits in people, especially whatever I was teacher, is like I was next to this lady, and she was such a good teacher. But every single day for I think I don't know six years straight. Hey, how you doing today? Like you know me, I'm chipper all the time. Up. Oh, well, I'll be better in four days when it's Friday. I'll, I'll be better at three o'clock. I'll be better when it's the weekend. It was like that for six years straight. This person was miserable, hated their job, hated their life, lived for two days. And I was just like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, you can go do other things. <laughs> um, But find something you enjoy. And Steve Wilkes had his options. No doubt about it. Uh, this is where, this is a good spot for him. I'm pretty pumped about this. And so, you know, this is just one of those things that, man, I'm pumped about, I'm excited about, Wilkes is excited about, and, man, I hope you're excited about wherever the hell you are. I really, really do. And if you're not, you're in one of the weirdest time frames, one of the weirdest places where you can change. I'm literally talking to people about the 49ers from my house right now. Now, it took 850 episodes to get here, (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. Oh, right here, I had this star, Dave. Uh, It says, please answer my question. you go on week one, uh, Pittsburgh? Yes. 49ers Rush Road Trip will be there. We're working on the site, venues, prices, all those things, getting those solidified before we put them up. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. That's where everything's going to be. So, yeah, we will be there. No doubt about that. So let's get back to the aggressiveness, okay? Let's talk about what that means because – if you look at this team, and I think Josh hit this earlier. Good job, Josh. Defense is going to be even faster this year. They went after speed everywhere. D winners, right? 4-4. Four, four. Robert Bill, 4-4. Four, four. Jalen Brown, 4-6-5. A little bit slower at the safety position, but they kept clocking him at a top GPS time. Burst was there. All those things were there. Daryl Luder Jr., 4-4. Four, four. Like, speed, speed, speed. They have added speed everywhere. Um, now... What does the blitzing and all those things mean? The one thing that I will say is you have to understand the 49ers entire MO defensively. Invest heavy in defensive line so that you can drop seven. You got 11 players. Bring four, drop seven. Four plus seven equals 11, right? There we go. Now, the problem is, not I don't think problem, but Wilkes likes likes to blitz. And blitzing is very, very important in his scheme. Here, here we go. Zone eyes, man. Gosh, I I love this. I'm going to jump off on a tangent here in a second. But zone eyes and what blitzing does and why. turn
1: to exactly the the question they just talked about in regards to probably blitzing a little bit more. Uh, I I believe in zone eyes. I think that's how you make uh, plays on the football, uh, particularly from the underneath positions. Uh, So zone is still going to be a high element of what we do. Uh, but I feel like we have the skill set and the talent to be able to get in, you know, a guy's face press man, make the quarterback hold the ball, particularly with our.
2: So there, there's two primary coverages, and again, he's talking about zone eyes. Re- remember, this guy's background is secondary safeties, corners. That's he's a DB coach. That's who he is. And you say, well, he's the defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the background. This dude has spent, you know, twenty plus years coaching defensive backs. You look at D'Amico, you look at Sala. They spent twenty plus years of their life playing and/or coaching linebackers into the DC area, right? Um, So, like, your background is who you are. Yeah, you can change positions, but you are that by nature. It's just what it is. That's just what it is. Now. Whenever we, whenever I was calling plays, we had a sixty and seventy series defensively, right? So a sixty series means you are usually man, and you are reading the wide receiver. Seventy series means we are going to be predominantly zone dropping, and you're going to be reading the quarterback. That's at zone eyes. What is it that you want? Do you want? tighter windows to throw into, or do you want to be aggressive and go get the ball? Because if I'm not looking at the quarterback and I'm just focusing on my man, makes it really damn hard to get those interceptions. 49ers led the NFL in interceptions last year. Look at who they drafted last year, right? Uh, Interceptions galore for Jair Brown had eight last year. Daryl Luter had eight, like 12. I think both of them had 12 career interceptions in college. Like they went after ball Hawks. So, You know, for example, like you could do like a, you know, a 62 for us, which meant, hey, we're reading the wide receivers, but we got cover two on the back end. You do a 73. Hey, we're going to cover three drop, but everybody get to your, you know, three deep, five under, whatever, three deep, four under. You can call whatever you want. Like this is huge whenever it comes to scheme level, which means the thing I took away from this, we are going to play zone perhaps not as much as we used to, because guess what? We, we played more zone than anybody else in the NFL last year. So <laughs> even if we play the most zone in the NFL again this year, the zone percentage could drop a little bit. But the blitzing does not necessarily mean man coverage. It can. And he talked about forcing the quarterback to hold on to the ball longer. But no, 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 no. Fire zones. That is one of the things whenever we talked about Steve Wilkes being hired here that's where he is going to – It's going to bring this. What the hell's a fire zone? Okay? The definition of a blitz is where you bring more than four guys after the quarterback. And so a lot of times you'll see Fred Warner blitz, right, go after the quarterback. That's not necessarily constitutes a blitz by definition because if you bring Fred Warner and then drop one of your defensive linemen in the hook to curl zone or to the flats or to the fl- – you know, whatever, guess what? You're still just bringing four. So it's not technically a blitz. That's called a fire zone. You are manipulating and or disguising, trying to confuse the quarterback. Oh no, the linebacker's coming. That means they're bringing five, dropping six. Not so fast, my friends. Lee Corso says hi. You're dropping somebody into one of those quick read areas. Now this doesn't mean that you want Eric Armstead dropping in, you know, to deep coverage or, you know, Drake Jackson or Robert Bill or any of those things. But what it does do is it just takes away the hot route read because the quarterback is taught, okay, Mike Backer's blitzing, hook to curl is open, tight end, real quick, hot route read. Well, if you're bringing, you know, your Mike Backer, Fred Warner, and you're dropping Robert Bill or Drake Jackson into that hook to curl zone, That is another way, zone eyes to get those turnovers because you're not putting Robert Bill Jr., who did this in Georgia, Drake Jackson, who did this at USC, any of those guys in man to man coverage. You're not doing that. You're just spot dropping them. Look, you're going to get five and seven or five and three. If you're at a wide nine, five and two. Five yards back, two yards over, <laughs> right? You're putting them in that hook to curl zone. Don't worry about what's behind you. You're dropping, looking at the quarterback, trying to jump up and get a pass. Drake Jackson, probably going to be better at that than anybody else on this roster, just with his length, flexibility, had the interception, you know, was one of the top five batted pass, you know, defenders in the NFL halfway through the season. Uh, just kind of dropped a little bit at the end there. Now, Let's convolute this discussion anymore, uh, even more, with, okay, what about man? What about man? Here we go.
1: I, I think you have to explore and experience, uh, experiment with everything. You know, uh, my background is diverse in, in zone as well as man, and I think it can change each week based off your opponent and who you play.ing Do I feel like we have the skill set uh, to play more man? Yes. You know, at times, do I want to be a little bit more aggressive with the talent and athleticism that we have at linebacker? Yes.
2: All right. Now, can you do some of that stuff? And yeah, there are problems with this, right? Every single concept. Look, one of the things that you know is is so fun that I miss from coaching is you know the couple weeks before implementation, you know, tr- you know, training camp or two days or whatever you wanted to call it you would sit on the board and you drop all your defenses for every single type of formation. Okay. Right. Okay. If our base is a 73, so we're going to be in zone cover three, you know, everybody's spot drop and just bring in four basic coverage. Very simple. 49ers do this as well. You would draw it up against doubles. You draw it up against trips, Gator formations, 12 personnel, 21 personnel, and every single defense has a vulnerability. There is no perfect defense. You can exploit any defense, especially with the rules in today's NFL. Gregus says, I hate dropping defensive linemen. I do too, but it does stop predictability. The 49ers have been an extremely predictable defense for the past. I'm gonna throw out six years. I'm just gonna be honest. Six years. We are by far one of the most predictable defenses in the NFL. Now, it works. Why? Simplicity, and we have above-average talent. When You have Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, those guys out there. Great things are going to happen with you. Defense got better. Now, if you can mix in a little bit of that, just unpredictability, that slows down the play clock of the quarterback and everything, at the reaction time, all that stuff. You know, we always do that no show blitz, is what I would call it. Right. That this was my that was my signal on the sideline for it, where you walk both your linebackers up in the A gap like they're blitzing, and they drop probably 90% of the time, like the 49ers do or have done. Well, I don't think we're gonna see that near as much. Probably some, but now you blitz from a traditional four, or five yard back linebacker stance, you're messing with the numbers for the offensive linemen when they're counting out. Okay, it's third and six. You know, all right, one, two, three. We're counting out. That this is what we got in our fan backside block or whatever, whatever protection they're giving on the offensive side. And this messes with those numbers. So we'll we'll see. It's not my favorite thing to Gregus. And whatever you're in a again, this is kind of third and medium. That's where you see this. Um, yeah, it, right here. Yeah. Tara said, we used to call it dog blitzes hall of fame. Yeah. Dog blitz is what we referred to them to them as. Okay. If I'm Fred Warner and you're doing some man coverage concepts, okay. Fred Warner's manned up, which we don't usually do this usually. Sorry. Let me put this in a more Niner centric. It's third and five. Okay. We're playing man coverage, which we will do some, the 49ers, the line, the linebacker, We'll say Drake Greenlaw is on the running back. Okay, let's say we're playing the Rams. He's on Cam Akers. Okay, so he's manned up. Drake Greenlaw is going to stay with Cam Akers wherever the hell he goes. This was our dogs blitz, is what we called it. It's different terminology is always different everywhere, and so what would happen is if Cam Akers flares out into the flats, I go with him, right? But but if Cam Akers steps up to block. And pass protection, that gives me the green light. My man is blocking. I'm screaming through. I'm screaming through, which D. Winters was incredible at, by the way. Uh, One of my favorite things about his tape, they did this a lot at TCU, way back even in the Gary Patterson days. Um, They would get these hyper-athletic linebackers, which D. Winters is, and they would charge them with a man blitz or a dog blitz, and you'd get a dog call, right? you just get a dog call. And so, look, if he steps up the block for one count, you screen past him and you're an automatic blitzer. You no longer have man whatever. And if he steps up and blocks and then peels off, so be it. We're saying he's not going to have time. They're not going to have time to do that. Um, but, yeah, like there's every trick of the trade defensively, schematically, it's at this guy's – it's his wheelhouse, Steve Wilkes. This is what he does. This is what he has done. And he's coached across across a myriad of different schemes. He's never had this at his disposal. Oh, mm. I'm excited, man! What's up, Sky? How we doing, brother? Um, yeah, good stuff there. Let, let's. There, there's a lot of different uh, questions here and comments that I've been starring. I'm trying to get these as much as possible. Uh, David says, "Looks uh, defense looks outstanding. Could be better." It's going to be pretty damn hard to be better than number one points allowed, number one yards allowed. It's happened once this last decade for any NFL team. It was the Niners last year. Can they do it back-to-back years? You're going to have to have some things break your way. No doubt the talent's there. No, I, I mean, but let me just say this, and let me kind of push back a little bit on this. There are going to be learning curves. Any change isn't always good and there's going to be issues, especially with the Niners who struggle early in the year uh, with the new DC. Hopefully the calls and all those things are the same. You kept a lot of the coaches, Johnny Holland, Bullocks, Kuseric. So you have your, you know, your coach at every level, Kuseric, D-line, Bullocks, uh, safety, you know, Holland, linebackers, coach, all that stuff. And on top of that, Wilkes came out and said, he's going to be in the booth on game days, not on the sideline. That means Holland and Bullock's and Kusaric, their job steps up, right? Um, so, yeah, that, that's – and I think with modern NFL days with the green dot, like, Wilkes going to be talking to Fred Warner, you know, for that first 15 seconds before it gets, you know, cut out or whatever. I am not too worried about that. I'm not concerned about that. It will be a change, though, from the crazy enthusiasm of Sala and D'Amico to Wilkes, who's now in the booth, right? But – this dude's not the high energy whatever. We have those guys, kusarix you know. I don't I don't want to say that. <laughs> I want to say that. Uh, anyway. Uh right here, Gregus, Wilkes bringing a Godfather mentality to the defense. Uh you you will not give, I'll take. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh that that's good. That's good. Yeah, right here, Colin I think Wilk staying up in the booth is a good move. Concentrate on doing your job rather than getting airtime. There's different ways to motivate. There's different ways to get across. Sometimes you got to bring that energy so the players match it. You don't have to do that anymore with who we are. You really, really don't. And I kind of want to shift here because there was this question that I think – I wouldn't play it on this. David R. emailed me. And he starts at the quarterback, but then goes elsewhere. He says, if Purdy ends up being the guy this year, won't the Niners have to deal with one of their, you know, get rid of one of their rostered quarterbacks? Could one of them end up being on the practice squad, whatever else? Um, And, like, who's going to be in charge? Who's going to be in charge? Who's the leadership, right? Who are the locker room guys? Sorry, long question. Probably should have left out the first part. But, you know, I went back and looked at who the captains were last year. You've got your talkers, your energy guys, and then you got your lead by example guys. Okay. The two captains that are the talker energy guys, and I think you could probably assume this. George Kittle and Fred Warner. They're the amped up. Let's go. Crazy. Cuss words, cuss words, energy, kill up, him, kill, him, kill. Him. Those are those guys. Kittle's a five time team captain already. Isn't that crazy? Five time team captain already. Fred Warner, three-time team captain. Now, I assume both of them will be captains again this year, but I'm not going to put that out there. They've already done five years. Kittle's been a captain for five freaking years. That's crazy to me. Now, your lead-by-example guys, that's a little bit different. That's not your, you know, pound-the-chest, crazy excitement, scream, 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 whatever else, which the Niners have two crazy ones already in Warner and Kittle. These are your quiet, methodical, get the job done consistent lead by example Nick Bosa's the clearest representation of that in the NFL he was only captain last year was his first year which is interesting to me but he was never the scream at guy you see him on the s- sideline and then mic'd up and like need another saccaroni. like <laughs> like he's 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 dazed and confused it's just who he is uh, shout out to Steph. She does the best job in presence there. Trent Williams, three-time team captain with the Niners, six-time team captain before us. This dude has been a captain for almost a decade. Now, Trent can't get fired up, but, man, he's he's been there, done that. It's, it's not, you know, whatever else. Eric Armstead, he's been a three-time team captain. Again, not the most energetic whatever. He is the constant professional on and off the field three-time team captain, three-time Walter Payton nominee, man of the year. Dude's awesome. And then you got CMC now, which last year, he was just joining the ranks. Showed up. Team went to a whole new level, right? He was a four-time team captain with Carolina. I fully expect him to be a team captain this year. Everybody talks about how he's just the ultimate professional, shows up, does his job, not the high-energy guy. That's not who he is. So you you parallel this With Wilkes up in the booth, how does that affect team morale? All those things. I'm going to argue this is a strong veteran-centric-led team. Kittle, Warner, Bosa, Trent Williams, Eric Armstead, CMC. Didn't mention a lot of guys that could get, you know, Debo and Ayuk been there for a minute now. Tayshawn Gibson's been there for a minute now. Talano Funga, is he going to be a captain-type guy? He sure as hell looks like it. Charvarius Ward, not the loudest talker, but freaking hilarious. There is leadership everywhere on this damn roster. Now you're bringing over Chavon Hargrave. What's that look like? You know, who's he going to be? So, a long way (laughs) to kind of circumvent this conversation of what a team dynamic looks like, you know, we just pay attention to the plays a lot of times. We, we try to get a little bit more, you know, in-depth here. But how do these things affect, you know, everything that's going on out there? And, and I think it's important. And so I remember when this team was like three and four last year and everybody was – somebody put out there, where's the leadership? And I was like, what the hell? What do you mean, where's the leadership? The NFL is difficult. Like, things are wrong. But, you know, we had injuries and all that stuff. But the Niners have never lacked in leadership the past three years. That's not an issue that is fabricated. Like, did you hear all the captains in all the years? This is not a young football team. This is not a young coaching staff. It was whenever it assembled. It's not anymore. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, right here, Terry says, back to the blitzing conversation. Terry knows this stuff, man. Uh designed to confuse offensive linemen in their assignments, and the quarterback isn't expecting to someone to be there, been begging for it for years. Because we have won, right? There's X's and O's, and there's Jimmies and Joes, right? That's the same. How what's it gonna be? We've been winning with Jimmies and Joes on defense. Period. We have one of the most simplistic schemes. We have one of the most vanilla, you know, tendency rates, whatever else. I could really use some X's and O's help. I really, really could. Um, Instead of just saying, well, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. And they are cheat codes because Nick Bosa can beat double teams and Fred Warner can guard your number three wide receiver 20 yards downfield, CD Lamb. Sit your ass down, go home. uh, Like, that's not normal. But if you can mix in, again, back to the quote, right? Embrace, but tweak not looking for all kinds of craziness and what it, no, 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 simple fire zone. I mean, we did these in high school, man. We would do those at the freshman level. We would do those JV level. We do those high school. Like that's not complex to where like, Oh, no, no. All these guys have experienced that. And the guys, I think that you would be getting dropping. Robert bill jr. Did it a lot last year. Drake Jackson did it a lot. His entire USC poorly coached career. Like, yeah, it's, it's what it is. And and look at this. Oh, wow. This is a hot take. Logan, I'm calling it now. Jair Brown and Daryl Luter uh, will start week one for the Niners. Whew, that's hot, baby. Uh, that's spicy. I do disagree, but I would not be upset. In the past, we've only seen rookies start early with injuries, no matter how good they were. Um, Spencer Burford, he started because Daniel Brunskill got injured, right? Uh, Elijah Mitchell, he started because four running backs got hurt before him. Um, trying to think who else started as a rookie. Samuel Womack started week one, lost the job week two. Didn't get a lot of young rookies starting uh, for the 49ers. Now, if you go back to 2017, 2018, sure, but that was overhauling the entire team. Not saying I would I would hate it, but that would take Daryl Luter to start. He's going to have to pass Demo. And I freaking love me some Demo. Love that dude. And he changed his number to number two. Oh, that's fire. You know what? Look at that. That That's called a natural segue, uh, ladies and gentlemen. John Chapman, 850 episodes in, finally uh, improving his uh, the transitions. Let's talk about the best number two player to wear the jersey number two for 49ers history. Now, we've got a little bit more of a sample size here. Um, I'll go through all of the players. I wish this was, there we go. Uh, (laughs) now again, but these single digits used to only be reserved for kickers and quarterbacks. So the names here are pretty rough. Uh, Um, we have a total of nine players to ever wear Jersey number two in 49ers history. Some of these guys didn't play much at all. Y'all ready? The first name I'm so sorry to everybody for this, Ralph mode Sijinko. I'm um, pretty sure I didn't say that correctly in 1991, one year, Eddie Howard, 1998, no years. He, he didn't really play Todd Peterson. Um, two years, right? Uh, he, he's got the most playing time on this list. Ricky Schmidt, uh, no active years. David Akers, baby two years, Colt McCoy, one year, Blaine Gabbert, my least favorite 49er in, um, history. My least favorite one. I'm not a blame Gabbert guy, Brian Hoyer, and Jason Verrett. Oh, breaking the heart, man. Now, the four names that I put up for votes on Twitter this morning, again, it hasn't even been up for an hour. I put it up right before we went live here. 151 votes. Um, I only put four players on the thing. I did not include – I could not get myself to put Blaine Gabbard on there, even though he played – he was with the Niners for three years. I don't care. He's not going to be on any of my polls. Uh, Ralph Mochicinco, uh, 2% of the vote. Todd Peterson, 3%. Brian Hoyer, um, 5%. And David Akers, the clear-cut winner, 90%. Not much of a competition there. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going David Akers. That dude was a baller for two years. Um, yeah, it, it was fun. So... Back to the initial comment. If, if Daryl Luder Jr. is going to play, he's going to have to beat out Demo number two. I don't see it happening. Um, I'm really, really, really high on Demo Demo this year. I was high on Demo last year. Um, And so we'll we'll just kind of have to see how that goes. But that's all right. All right, we got some more questions. Uh, Let's get to some of these. I know they're still coming in. I got a little behind on the chat, which is awesome. Uh, I wish it was that way all the time. Uh, but th- that's what it is. All right, here we go. Let's see here. Um, Greg I don't see the team signing another edge rusher unless there's an injury or Jackson ends up being garbage. Yeah, I don't either. I think they want to roll over that cap or save it for a trade, uh, mid season. If something goes wrong, they want to fix a glaring issue right before the deadline. You know, something like Emmanuel Sanders we saw in the past, right? Something like Charles Minihue Jordan Willis, these types of players, Lakin Tomlinson. Um, but, yeah, you you want to see what you got. You want to see what you got. I, I don't think that they have a plan to do that. Um, oh, here we go, Josh. Hearing Drake Jackson put on weight is very exciting for the upcoming season. I thought this was crazy. Um, I didn't know what the Niners were going to do with them, Josh, because... He was, you know, huge, then skiddy, and what do you do with him? Well, the the man of the hour, let's just let Steve Wilkes answer this question. What did he see when he watched Drake Jackson play? Uh, a lot
1: of inconsistency, you know. Uh, I saw a lot of talent, a lot of skill set, but someone that needs to really, as, he, as I just uh, talked about, get a little stronger, get a little bigger. Uh, And he's working hard. So I'm looking forward to him once again, taking that sophomore leap, uh, you know, that, that second year and really improving and doing some.
2: Actions speak louder than words. And so going from Drake Jackson being a healthy scratch, the last five games during the playoff stretch and all that stuff, literally, you're not even going to dress up healthy scratch to free agency. I was wrong. (laughs) So wrong. Because I really thought if they were going to spend money and free agency was going to be on an edge. Wrong. Wrong. They got bargain binned. You know, Cleveland Farrell, Austin Bryant, not trying to be disrespectful to them, but the dollar sign said, yeah, not a priority. Draft comes through. Yeah, not a priority. We're drafted a kicker. We're drafted a tight end. We're drafted a safety beforehand. You did take Robert Peel Jr. in the fifth round, but. Again, not not a lot of draft capital, not a lot of free agent salary cap capital. Actions speak louder than words. And for them not to address the edge position like as a priority, that was a shock to me. I was wrong. I was wrong. What does that tell us? Tell us they like them some Drake Jackson. That's what it tells us tells us they like them some Drake Jackson. I like how constructively open and critical John Lynch has been. Kyle Shanahan has been, Steve Wilkes has been, Chris Khosserick has been. You know what it reminds me of? Reminds me of uh what Brandon IU right? Criticism openly. This is what he got to do. This is what he's got to do. You got to block, man. Got to block. You, you want to be a part of this team, you got to do things the 49ers way. Got to block, got to block, got to block. How did Brennan Ayuk respond. Exact opposite of Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis out the door. Brennan Ayuk probably going to be team captain, man. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. Like all the people that are like, oh, we can't keep Ayuk. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Remember, they traded up for Ayuk. They challenged this dude his sophomore year. Answered it halfway through. Ayuk is back to what. We were talking about with the captains earlier, right? The talker and energy guys, George Kittle, Fred Warner. IUK's new name for me is Frankenstein. Fred Warner turned him into a damn monster. And you go back and you watch that film in the playoffs or whatever else, IUK is starting crap nonstop with the opposing team. They created a beast. If I was voting for captains... Ayuk would be on my list before a lot of guys that probably would put. I would vote for Ayuk. Not that I think he's a better player or more whatever. That's not what this is. I'm just saying temperament-wise, I'm voting for Ayuk to be captain over Debo. I'm voting for Ayuk to be captain over CMC. I'm voting for him to be captain over a lot of guys because he is exactly, if I'm a coach, right? I'm looking at this. That's the way I'm looking at it. That's, That's why I'm saying this. I'm telling you, Brandon Ayuk is what I want. We believed in your talent. We brought you in. We broke down your game and the flaws. You responded the way we wanted you to, and now you're what we wanted. You are our creation, Frankenstein. Debo was fire from the start. Debo's Debo. And it's not a crack on Debo. But as a coach, I'm telling everybody, look, we're going to be hard on you. We're going to break down your game. We might even bench you week one and have Trent Sherfield start over you. No offense, Trent Sherfield. You're not Brandon Ayuk, right? Like, I freaking, ugh. Like, I don't know why people are so excited to always get rid of their stars and these people, like, Ayuk can't go nowhere. <laughs> I don't even know if I answered the question or what the question was. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, dude, Drake Jackson has that opportunity before him. Will he answer the call? That, we don't know. We gotta wait and see. Now, the sad thing is, if if he doesn't have a great training camp, if he doesn't have a great preseason, we're so quick to dismiss. We just jump off the first side of adversity and everybody's like, meh, gone, right? Wrong, wrong, wrong. Look at Brandon Ayuk's sophomore year. It wasn't until halfway through that the light flipped, and then he was what we all wanted him to be. Drake Jackson needs to be that approach too. People forget he is young, very, very young, very raw. We said that whenever we got him. He was gumby, you know, with the the flexibility and all these different things, but like raw, he still is. He still is. So like I really, really hope uh, <laughs> sorry, have I've neglected the chat, and I apologize. Um for that. Uh <laughs> but like come on, man. Look at that. Action speak uh, louder than words. Say that. There we go. It's what they're gonna do. It's it's what they're going to do. Um, outside of Drake Jackson, who else is gonna make that second year leap? I don't think there's a lot of guys. Nick Sakel is the guy that I want to see, but most of the guys I want to see are third third year guys, Colton McKivitz, right? Um you know, we're, we're talking, and now we're fourth year guy, uh, Javon Kinlaw. There's not a lot of second year guys. They redshirted a bunch, and somebody's going to surprise us. There's no doubt about it. Who that's going to be, don't know. Uh, we we got to see that. We, we got to see that. That's a good question. Kalia Davis, what's his rotation? We don't know anything about this guy. He was redshirted last year, medical redshirt, right? No clue. Uh, no clue. Look at look at Trainwreck. What's up, Brian? He says, and Kyle and John, I trust. Ayuk is a dog, man. B.A.'s a beast. Yes! Yes! Um, Mike says, out of all the capital into the interior D-line, arguably the weakest part of last season's defense, especially with where it started. They were playing catch-up. Remember, we had five injuries to defensive tackles before the season started. We were just playing catch-up and throwing bodies in there. Um, and Kenlaw Law just, you know, never got it, never got it, never got it. But we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Look at this. Iuke on fire. Yes. Uh, love BA. Uh, League sleeps on him way too much. Keep doing it. He's still ready to do more. I think he is too. I think he is too. Um, yeah, you could thank Fred Warner for putting the dog in BA. Remember, punch him. He got he got Iuke. Picked on him every day during training camp. Every day. Talk trash, talk trash, talk trash. That was all Fred Warner. And you remember? Brit and Iuke punched Fred Warner. You know how crazy you got to be? You know how mad you got to be? Brought him out, man. He brought him out. Yes. Yes. Oh, right here. Remember how pissed Ayuk was when he went to the sideline after dropping uh, Purdy's perfect pass in the end zone, accountability leadership. That was Brock Purdy's best player the whole year. Probably should have been the number one play for the 49ers all year, and it was dropped. Ooh. Man, that play was unbelievable. I'm going to go back and watch film whenever I'm done with this. I will say this over on uh, Patreon, a couple things. I went back and broke down a full game of Colton McKivitts playing against the Rams, and holy cow, that was awesome. Um, So that's up on Patreon right now. If you haven't joined Patreon, I don't know what you got going on. Uh, we got a free trial. There's literally no reason not to go give it a shot. Um, the amount of breakdowns, we have a full breakdown over you know 30 minutes on every single rookie class member, uh, some of them multiple already. We're going to keep doing more of those. This Wednesday, look at this, 1994. We postponed last Wednesday because of the Warriors game. Um, but this Wednesday, 49ers-Cowboys, 1994. Zoom watch party at 5.30 p.m. All you got to do is just Google 49ers Patreon. We're the first one that pulls up. Or just click in the link of this description uh, of the video or audio, whatever it is, uh, that's there. We're going to be hanging out for about an hour, watching that game, uh, the big 1994 Cowboys versus 49ers. Come on, guys, uh, that, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, so, so come join us. That's going to be Wednesday, 5:30 Pacific time. Um, a lot of fun, and and again any tier can come join that. So wherever it is you want to join on there, whatever quality, you know, level, there's lots of different levels for different stuff during the in season stuff. But let me just say this. If you're a person that doesn't want to interact, you don't have to, you can just enter, turn your mic off, turn your camera off and just watch the show because we got a lot of talkers. Or if you want to build that friendship and community with other people that are Niners based, whatever that's there as well. Um, I, I, promise you this, you know, we've been doing this for a while. We've got about 400 subscribers over there. If you don't like it, I'll give you your money back guaranteed. Don't really have anybody that's ever take me up on that, but it's something I believe in. But if it's not for you, that's okay. So you can do a seven week free trial, give it a shot. And if it's not your thing, don't worry about it. It's not going to cost you anything. So that's the way I feed my family. That's what allows me to do this full time. So if this is something you enjoy, that's one of the clearest ways to kind of give back. Um, So so check that out. Oh, Alex, look at this. Answering a previous question about, you know, second-year players coming through. Burford and Banks are second-year, I believe. They should be better this year, which you don't even need them to improve. That's how great they were last year. You want them to take that step up, and that would be incredible. But do you remember this time last year, the entire question was about the interior offensive line. Who's going to be the starting center? Banks? We haven't seen them. Who knows? Right? Man, they 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 answered that question so damn early. You bolster the depth with John Falenciano. And if you're talking right tackle, Colton McKivitz, again, go watch that tape. I, I, I dare you. Go watch that tape and tell me the 49ers don't know what they're doing. Dude played against the Rams. Aaron Donald kept. Telling players to get out of their way so he could go against Colton McKivitz repeatedly, zero pressures, zero, pissed off Aaron Donald repeatedly as well. I, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I really am. Yeah, Josh, right here. I look at as at Valenciano, John Filiniano as Brunskill. I think so too. Um, oh man, I'm pumped. I am pumped. Yeah, Banks is a third year player. David, thank you. Burford, second year. All those things. Um, man, I'm pumped. Well, guys, uh, that's going to draw our show to a, a close. I did not get to everything. Ah, oh, man. Uh, th- I love it when there's more, right? Like people always ask me whenever I tell them what I do. And I am always reluctant because it's like, yeah, I do a 49ers show and answer questions and all that stuff. They're like, oh, nice. What do you do in the off season? And I'm like, I go live every day and do one to two, you know, a couple Patreon video breakdowns and, you know, all this other stuff. And they're like, what do you talk about? Like, what is there to talk about? And I'm like, I don't get through what I want to in an hour. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I got to be careful because I don't know if you guys know this. My, my podcast voice, I kind of go, I, I talk a little bit louder than I probably should. It was my teaching coaching voice. But if I I go – if I do solo shows without breaks for too long, I can't go back and do my film breakdowns, and then I start coughing and all that stuff. I usually have cough drops in during these shows because my voice just gives out uh, after a certain time. And I've tried, like, being a little bit more mellow, but that's just not who I am. Like, I'm smiling like a dork (laughs) during this whole show because I freaking love this stuff. And I have way more comments that I need to get to that I'm not going to get to. And that's an okay thing. Always better to have more than not enough, right? And guess what? This is show 851. Tomorrow with Wayne at noon, or sorry, at 10 a.m. will be 852. And even though we're entering into the dark kind of time of the NFL calendar and teams and players are on vacations away from the facility, not a lot more news, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We will be here with consistent live shows, you know, at minimum five times a week. And we're about to amp up our 90 roster series, which we have about 66 days until training camp. I got 91 videos I got to do. So, like, we're going to be, you know, you're talking two to three videos daily. That doesn't even enter into the Zoom Hangouts and Patreon stuff. We love you guys. I hope that you guys enjoy the content, and I hope that you guys have fun when you're here um, and if that is you, man, hit subscribe, hit that like button, go check us out on Patreon, Patreon, support us, uh, so that we can keep doing this and step up our game. Uh, but man, Steve Wilkes, here's what I would walk away with. Embrace the past, the success, but tweak certain things. A little more disguising, a little bit more X's and O's, a little bit not so reliant on just the Jimmys and Joes, the players you have. Those are positive things. I would love to scheme more turnovers, more sacks, instead of just relying on Bosa beating double teams and chips and whatever else. Instead of relying on Fred Warner impossibly covering one of the better wide receivers in the NFL 35 yards downfield. Little more X's and O's. Not too much, and they're going to have to find that balance. There will be learning curves. But I'm very optimistic about this defense. I'm very optimistic about Steve Wilkes as a human. I'm very optimistic about him as a leader of men and in charge of this defense. Again, I, I've said this so many times. Y'all better be pumped to be a Niners fan. If you're not excited right now, check your pulse. You might be dead. Because this future, this year, ah, it's going to be fun, baby. Appreciate y'all. You are the absolute best. And until next time, stay strong, faithful.